0: This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve
1: Nudelberg. Here's Josh Cohen.
0: And welcome to episode 10 of the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast based on the best-selling book of the same name, the 27 rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business. Josh Cohen, once again, this is number 10. This is Number 10. Number 10. We made it. We made it. I can't believe we've
1: made it to 10. I'm so excited. Your fans are big fans of this project. Your fans, big fans. People are pushing other people to listen to the podcast. I think it's the best 30 minute blast of sales information Boom. you can get. And we're delivering. People are, uh, just, you know, going through it. They're binge listening. Yeah. Pretty incredible. And I'm getting feedback and it, I love it. Welcome
0: just, back. You've been traveling quite a bit. You were not in LA, you fire and a ice, bit. man, fire yeah.
1: and ice. I was on the West coast, um, in, in L.A., and I and feel for those people, man, because it is – every bit that you're seeing, it's worse when you're around it, man. People brutal. are walking out of their building yep. with, like, masks on and stuff. Like and then race. went to Albany, New York, which I hadn't been in since I was a little kid. I went to camp there. Oh, here you and go. uh, I, got, <laughs> I got snow, so I got fire and ice. Yep. And then – Came uh, back, went to Denver. was in Denver uh, yesterday, almost went to the Jet game. Thought about going to the Jet game yep. on Sunday. Good thing you didn't. I – you know, as a lifelong Jet fan, I thought better. You did, know. did they get triple digits of offense? Did they reach 100 yards of total offense? Negative. They didn't. <laughs> they, they were negative.
0: like, right? They, they were just right, right around. It's just, right you around. know, um,
1: it, it, the thought of going to the stadium there was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, my better judgment said, uh, enjoyed the city of Denver, which was beautiful. The weather was great. Yeah. And, uh, Fair enough. That's a happening city.
0: So, yeah, so I'm back. Back here in sunny South Florida. Temperatures in the 60s.
1: Incredible. What, what's going on in this country? Hot, cold, yeah.
0: nutty. Global warming, mm-hmm. environmental changes. Yeah. Our guest this week, it's ironic and coincidental and somewhat, I guess, Shakespeareanly poetic that today we will discuss once again Rule 20 about networking and how it's one letter away from not working because you guys actually met through networking and not seen as an event but as a lifestyle. He is the president now of Good Karma Brands. He is Steve Poletziner. People know also ESPN West Palm. He's a figure of the social and sport scene, whether it be the Orange Bowl Committee, the Boca Raton Bowl, now the uh, Cherry Bundy, Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl, the Palm Beach Sports Commission, etc. And also, I've known this cat for... Uh, 12, 13 years now, the president of Goodcomer Brand. Steve Paul you made it to the big time. Wow. You're on Noodle well, Podcast. You know I was
2: thinking, because this is episode 10, right? Uh, number 10. Yeah, Josh, <laughs> and, you, and you know this from TV, like, I usually wait until the show has gotten a syndication level. Yes. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> I to wait till episode 20 or twenty or... four four, four seasons. Okay. Four seasons. Yes. But the check
1: <laughs> is in the mail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the check no,
2: thanks. Way. No, and um, I, h- thanks for having me, guys. You guys, I've enjoyed, I've listened to uh, several of the podcasts so far, and I I love the information you're dispensing, the energy, the stories. I think you guys are doing a great job.
1: And and you live it. I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is a couple of of reasons. I'm grateful for the opportunity to do the show from Mm -hmm. ESPN. Uh, Grateful for for Josh. That was your idea. And so it's definitely different in the podcast world. He's driving it. You've got great people here. But the way we met... And how you live your business life so aligns with how I live mine, and that's why I think you're going to offer some great content today as well.
2: Well, thanks. And it, you guys seem to be working great together. Wasn't sure if there would be enough uh, uh, airtime. Uh, <laughs> Plenty of airtime uh, yeah, uh, with both of you speaking for a third for a guest, but it seems like you've been able to work. You know, been able to work it out you'll get really a few well. Minutes.
1: You'll, you'll get just a few minutes.
0: <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need is a couple of minutes. Uh, Good comma Brands, the largest owner-operator of ESPN affiliates in the nation and also partners on the digital side of ESPN.com and the app. You're a kid growing up in New York, sports fan, media fan, best friend, uh, son of a media giant, if you will. So you see ESPN like we all did. Did you ever think that you would be part of founding a company that would then become best in class owner operator. That would work hand in hand with what you watched on television as a fan, as a little boy.
2: Yeah, when I was eight. I, 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 I <laughs> No, of course not. Who would ever you know, through think, college? When and, we're all kids, you think about being on the field, on the court. You have these, you know, dreams that it's going to break through for you, and then you the know, and, it, and <laughs> then it doesn't, you know, and then you determine what you want to do, you know, with yourself. I was able to have a uh, look. Onto the other side, the non-sports side, the banking side of the world, and I, And while it's great for some people, I'm thrilled I did it because it reiterated to me that that's not for me. I'm more entrepreneurial. I love uh, I love sports, and you know, finding something uh, in that in that field was great. As far as you mentioned, um, uh, you didn't mention the name, but you were talking about growing up under mm-hmm. you know uh, with a um, sort of legend in the in the media industry. That's right. my partner, our CEO, Craig Karmazin. Uh and we were fortunate to grow up around it, but like just want to be sports talk hosts. And that's really where we started out. Really? And then sort of realized that, you know, there's a lot more opportunity on the business side. And, um, you know, been doing that ever since. It's been uh, it's been 20 great years. But it has evolved. And that's the part. No, Josh, never in my wildest dreams. I thought we were going to be sports talk hosts. Then I thought we were going to be guys that were running sports radio stations. Right. Um, and then everything started to change because sports has become... The way sports has grown, it has become such a powerful place for, for advertisers to build their brand. Right. And that has changed everything. Look at the hospitality. Look at the dynamics. Look what's at events. Just take the Honda Classic, an event in our backyard. Incredible. You, Incredible. Know, you know, when the Honda Classic started, well, the Honda Classic's been uh, the longest, one of the longest-running events on the PGA Tour. But when Palm Beach County, it was at Mirasol Country Club, and then it moved over to PGA National. And it was, um, you know, it was not one of the top events on the Tour but when you add the element of excitement, a field, hospitality, sponsorship, events, celebs, activities, charity, you know, it, it can really show you how you can do something good. And, um, and we're trying to do the same thing with Boca Rotombo, really proud of what we've done there. Um, as we're in our fourth year this year. Um, and what is and the
0: involvement? For those that don't know, what is the involvement of ESPN West Palm and parent company so, Goodcomer Brands?
2: Sure. So Goodcomer Brands, which um, uh, you know we just celebrated 20 years, so we've been doing a lot of PR around it, uh, is not, not a name that you hear a lot because we're so closely aligned with ESPN. Mm-hmm. What we are is what ESPN calls us their best-in-class operator. So we're our own private company. We own radio stations and choose to affiliate with the ESPN product. And then in other instances, we are the exclusive rep ESPN. So, in the case of the Boca Raton Bowl, it's owned by ESPN, and then we handle operating the game for ESPN. In the case of ESPN Digital, uh, it is obviously owned and the content is um, procured by ESPN, and then we handle representing all of the advertising inventory. So, uh, sometimes we are the owner, and then sometimes we're the content provider WPTV and WFLX. They outsource their sports department to ESPN West Palm, and all we do on that side is provide content and uh, what you see on the news. So
0: while your company that you preside over is ESPN Cleveland, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison, ESPN West Palm, uh, this isn't a sports radio business. This is a sports marketing business that, oh, by the way, one of our platforms happens to be. Sports radio. Yeah,
2: exactly. And radio, okay. you know, radio is one of the things that can build your brand, um, build our company's brand. You know, when we came here, and and a, uh, one of our consultants, sort of a savvy guy who's a mentor to Craig and I, told us years and years and years ago. He said, "You need to peep make sure you keep reminding in your in a lot of your branding and your signage the radio station because if you write ESPN West Palm." For years, ESPN has done such a great job of branding itself as a TV network, they're not going to think about radio. Mm-hmm. So if you notice, a lot of our signage that's out in the community at any large-scale events, we'll say ESPN 106.3 and ESPN Deportes 760, um, because that's sort of like what the consumer, the fan, can how they can consume us. Then on the business side, we use the umbrella term, and we switched this about seven years ago, ESPN West Palm, because under that you have the Boca Raton Bowl 106.3, 760, uh, ESPN.com, and WPTV.
1: So one of the things that I took away from first meeting him is that this is really a people business, not necessarily a sports business. uh, They have great people here. The karma that they have internally, they bring externally as a partner to the businesses that they work with. And they have all these great assets. And so he clearly gets it from the top down that this networking mentality, he brings all of those assets. And so – you know, the thing about sports that's changed so much is that it's not just what's happening on the field. You talked about Honda. Mm-hmm. Nobody even watches the golf. I mean, <laughs> you can sit on the 17th. You know, there's, right. is there yeah, golf, golf going on? Golf
2: backdrop. Yeah. There,
1: and there is, there is great relationship-building opportunities yep. that are happening, and I think you've created the stage for a lot of that. I know next week when we go to the Boca Bowl, you know, the, that's a who's who event that you want to be at you want to have your company represented. You want to get in the mix and then understanding the value of networking the way you do, the way I teach. The, the but sports are has changed. Road. Sports, yeah, sports yeah, is totally. no
0: longer sports. Sports is now current events. It's popular culture. It's entertainment. It's society. Place it, to be. These aren't games. These are television shows right. that happen to be unscripted as far as outcome. But, Steve, when you were a young kid, some of those World Series games were being played at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on weekdays. Mm-hmm. So the place of sports has changed, and therefore the business model has changed. Now, one of the rules covered today from Steve's book, Steve Nudelberg, that is, not Steve Poltino who's our no, guest today. No, I've
2: not written a book, and I don't think I'll ever be able to write a book. Oh, you've got a book Steve's you book. sure. Come on. Steve's book's great. Just read Steve's book. It, it covers it all. Rule There's 20. There's nothing that any of us who are in business and sales and, you know, sales advisory could give that isn't covered in Steve's book. Steve's book really has it all oh, whittled, whittled down. The book, like, is, and, I, and I read it. I'm not yeah. convinced that Josh has actually read it. A just quick, like, oh, a quick no, read. Rule 27. No, it's a
0: quick read. Turn,
2: tell me what Rule 27 is. <laughs> it's a
0: quick read. Uh, the book, again, Confessions of a Serial yeah. Salesman, 27 Rules for Influencers and Leaders that Will Change Your Life and Business. Now, uh, Noodleberg, you said a few minutes ago, just in the midst of the conversation, you said Steve not only practices this Rule 20, networking being one letter away from not working, You swap out the E up front for an O. No, you're not working. You said he lives it. What do you mean by that?
1: So, you know, he's very, very uh, in the community. He's very out. Uh, As much as I've recently got to hang out and work with him and do stuff, you know, with with him in the business, he's very available. And and I think that's part of today's business environment is you need to go. We've been on appointments together. He goes to events. I brought him to a CEO breakfast last week. Mm -hmm. He shows up and then builds the relationship face-to-face, not about selling and, you know, and then, hey, how can we work together? And great things happen when you meet great people. And so I think part of where people get lost in this networking, you know, uh, not working is that networking is a lifestyle. It's everything about the people you know, the people you meet. When I moved to Palm Beach, Mm. one of the people I wanted to meet was Steve P. And I've heard a lot of great things about him. We knew a lot of the same people. But I didn't meet him with the intent of doing any business. I met him with the intent of knowing a good guy, figuring out how he's successful, paying attention to the clues, and then… That learn to earn. Right. Once we connect the dots, then you know what? Then let nature take care of itself. And then we both mutually came to this thing. Hey, maybe you can help our sales team. Maybe you can help us introduce… You know, get introduced to some new opportunity. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can offer my studio for you to work with. And it's been wonderful. I mean, and they, I, the thing most, I most admire here is that it's top down. It's not just Steve. Everybody in this organization, yeah. it's like working at a, you know, being part of a family. They're all very, very available, very out there. They invest themselves in what they do, which is so key. Steve
0: Paul, in, you've said, and I've heard because I've worked under you for five years now, uh, all businesses relationships you believe that you live that but it's a cultural thing your company you preside over goodcomer brands these aren't clients these are partners right it's a tell us a little bit about yeah. about how that plays a relationship so well,
2: a couple of things steve said earlier about you know sports may be the cloak of what the business is but it's about people we determined years and years ago we only care about three things it's people but three kinds of people Partners, teammates, and fans. That's all we care about. Uh, Everyone uh, in our company knows that. You know, partners are what some might call clients or advertisers. We call partners because in the media business, if someone's a client, they're buying media. It's a transaction. How many spots or what time does my commercial air or where's my billboard? That's transactional media. When they're a partner, it's what are you trying to accomplish with your business and how can we help you do that, whether it's through assets we have, who can we refer, refer you to, new ideas, what are the metrics that are important to your business? I think our, our team asks deeper questions, um, and that helps us from the very beginning um, uh, uh, forge a deeper relationship. Um, so that's, that's partners um teammates, teammates yeah right teammates that's sometimes often a forgotten thing but like that's what you know i appreciate what you're saying about the family environment we spend more time with each other than we do with our families so mm. we might as well create that kind of environment where there's an open dialogue and there isn't you know watching over your shoulder and there is good communication and we don't get it perfect but no, there's we, a lot of people who but, talk
1: that game but don't execute it you guys obviously we do try we great. believe
2: a lot in the soft things reviews um, peer reviews, back up, upward reviews, you know, all the stuff that can make us, you know, that can make us better. Um, and we also believe in like no surprises. Nobody should hear something at their annual review that they have not already heard from their manager a <laughs> no hundred times already. You know, like that, that to me, uh, that to us is uh, we laugh at that. And, and then, and then fans, you know, we happen to be in the business where when we're out maybe networking, um, not everybody might be a prospective partner, but they might be a listener. You know, they might be a consumer of our ESPN.com content. They might choose to go to the Boca Raton Bowl. So we have a a public product out there where someone can be a fan and that you never know which of our assets someone will choose to, well, Josh, to Josh support as a fan. Fans. Yeah, yeah, man. I know. Now, I used to may. be on his Facebook this waiting list. This guy's man. This guy's the <laughs> <a> man <laughs> about town. But, <laughs> but Steve mentioned something earlier, too. Um, <laughs> Wait, and, and you've said it on uh, uh, at least one podcast, maybe multiple, about how you and Michelle, when you go out, you sit purposefully at a spot like at the bar or always, the restaurant always. where you can, where it will force you to interact and engage with new people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that that is that is the ultimate. That's like the pent ultimate in networking. Uh, um, uh, organic networking, what I Correct. would call. You know, it's being out. And I use the term be where you are. I didn't make it up. Someone said it to me. They're like, if you're at the event or you're at the game or you're at the, you know, the, the networking event or the, the activity or the breakfast, be where you are. You're there. So you, oh, you're there. And I can't tell you how many times I go to those events in the morning and I see the person get there right as it starts and I see the person beat the traffic five <laughs> minutes before they leave. And their company, and I, I as an employer, um, I'm I'm sort of disgusted for their company that gosh this person just showed up they left and they're, you know, they're, they're paying they're paying for them but then I also said that's not on the person exclusively that's also on the company It's oh, choosing Training. it's setting yeah. expectations right. it's explaining what the value is believe me if that person thought that they could get something out of that networking then they would but it's because you haven't explained in the first place that you know networking is not working we use some other uh you know some other alliterative alliterative terms but the to me the first thing is be present be where you are you know you're there you made the commitment try to meet people leave with business cards learn something new you know something that's going to help advance you and it doesn't always have to be direct Right. We know that from a sales standpoint, most sales are not made the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. I think it's something between the eighth and 11th is the uh, engagement or when most um, or, or the majority of time when most sales are made. So think like you're going to go, you're going to meet somebody up. There was nobody there that's a prospect. Well, tell me after the 11th time you've met that person, if they're not a prospect. So, so
1: two comments on that. Number one is I believe the sale is made in the first three seconds when you meet somebody. So if you and I met and we didn't like each other, pretty much done. We're not going to keep meeting and keep getting together afterwards to figure it out. So, but the story I always hear when I talk to salespeople, they go, I go, you guys do any network? Oh, yeah, we have a networking event tonight. It starts at 5 o'clock. I'm dressed nice. I have my business cards. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to have two drinks, two shitty hors d'oeuvres. And then at 7 o'clock, it's over. Done. The networking is over, and I tell them, "I go listen." The networking starts when you're waiting online for valet. That's when people have their guard down. That's when right. you're really going to start talking to people. That's when you can strike up a conversation. So networking is happening yeah. everywhere when and you go to the dry cleaner. When you're, yeah. you know, you're in it's the, the lifestyle. supermarket,
2: lifestyle. And, and, and with respect to the events. Um, I would even say the networking starts before because you look at the, if you can get if you're privy to the list of names uh, that are going to great, be there. Great, if great you can get the list of who the sponsors are, if you can get the list of who the speaker is, you have all. We now have all this information. We Do can your go homework. to LinkedIn. We can go to Facebook. We can go to their websites. We can. Um, and, and it's also preparing in advance. Get your business cards or whatever it is that you want to disseminate. You know, so so you can make an impression on somebody. So you know, it starts. Before you've ever you've gotten there, if you're getting there and you're like, I wonder who's going to be here today, you're already behind. Yeah, that's you're, a great point. You're already behind. Because you point. have the
0: resources to do your homework. Who will be there? Where they went to school? Who their teams are? Sure.
2: Commonality. Yeah, and it's not stalker level, no. you know, but it's at least uh, it, there's all these um, mechanisms that allow us to have perspective.
1: So when you speak about like me and Michelle sitting at the bar... We are open to meeting new people, not to sell them, mm-hmm. but to hear their story, hear what they do, to engage, yeah, to engage, organically, right? or and engage. boom, and then, and all of a sudden, like we get on the plane last night coming back from Denver, and the people sitting right behind us saw us, you know, packing our bags and whatever, and they, we opened up a dialogue, and it turns out that she's a an eye doctor right here on Dixie and Belvedere. Mm -hmm. And I'm new to West Palm. I'm looking for an eye doctor. Guess what? She's going to be my eye doctor. We were back and forth BSing. And, you know, so it happens everywhere, every time.
0: Steve Cena, president, Goodcomer Brands here, ESPN West Palm, South Florida, nationally. It's ESPN uh, Cleveland, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison. Why do you give love to our,
2: you know, other markets? You know, like Beaver know, Dam, Like Baltimore and Washington, D.C. On the
0: digital. Or like Green Bay. Well, you, you should, the, you should this elaborate this some houses more.
2: Houses uh, or, you mm-hmm. know, or where our Verizon stores are. Well,
0: you should elaborate and, some more what that is. Well, that's, that's your job. What good, are you paid for?
2: Well, What do you do?
0: Good Karma Brands, <laughs> the parent company of those also... Is in, sure, your, I in I I leave you guys alone? I love Included, Boston Josh. I love Boston in, in, Including <laughs> no, because that that takes us to another area, and that's learn to earn. This is a company where culture is everything that you preside over. You mentioned this Tundra Trio, Green Bay, a couple of weeks ago. Monday Night Football was live from Lambeau Field, but no, they were live from a house that they said is the closest house to these are homes that your company owns for corporate retreats for private usage because it's another way by yeah. means by which to network utilizing sports as that background of a platform.
2: You know, Steve, we talked about how the whole hospitality game has changed, and you've been in sports a long time. You know, the days of being able to um, entertain your partner with, you know, two tickets and go to enjoy the game, are you know, the expectations have just gotten Done. higher yeah. and higher and higher and higher. And everyone is looking to stand out in that world as well. You know, you see things now like these traveling pop-up, um, homes that are going around the SEC, where literally, like in the parking lot, instead of just having the party in the parking lot, well, that was us with Lambeau Field. Um, uh, very organic. We had an advertising partner that, that that said, you know, "I'm kind of tired of doing bratwurst in the parking lot and everyone freezing their ass off." Yeah. you know, is there anything more upscale that it can do there, like the homes at like the Wrigley rooftops or Fantastic. the homes at the right. Masters right. or you know things like that? And you know, we actually literally just. Uh, my partner just started knocking on doors on the one row of homes connected to Lambeau wow, Field. I didn't know and that. Uh, the story I is, it's really story. a neat story if, if you want me to tell it. Sure. They, they basically knock on the door and they say to the guy, um, you know, would you ever rent your home out for a game day? You know, we'd have some interest in like your house, your backyard, you know, something a little bit more private um, for, for some of our partners. And the guy said, and he kind of laughed. He said, no, I would never do that. Why would I ever do that? And he said, you know how much money I make parking cars um, in my in my backyard? <laughs> right. I, w- I would never do that. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, my partner, it's almost like a, a movie. My partner's going back, walking, a couple of my partners are walking back to the car and they're about to get in the car. The guy's about to close the door and he pops his head back out. And he said, but I'll sell you the house. And my partner's like, hmm. So we go back, go back in. And he learns that these homes are, are these homes were built in the '40s? You know, these aren't the kind of homes that your your kid would want you know want to have. A very a very them. old, yeah, yeah sort of, it's from another generation. They got location from, from going a couple from generations ago. Like I think Vince Lombardi's is still it's still <laughs> exhibiting yeah. one of them. Uh, but so uh, they're all they're there, and the Packers were looking to expand the parking lot, and they had already bought one or two of the homes on the block. But the rest of the guys were holding out because they thought the Packers were were not offering them fair value, mm-hmm. you know, for the home. But there was nobody else that was going to buy them, so the Packers were kind of waiting them out and saying these people are seventy years old, eighty years old. We're going to get, the, you know, we're going to get their homes. Well, <clears throat> in comes us and uh, didn't even know about that whole scenario, um, and we just basically the guys just basically like, I, I, you know, if you pay this, you get the house. So. We, it was not a, a, not a, a, an outlandish proposition. Uh, one of our other businesses is a home furnishings business. So we were able to gut, you know, two of the three homes, uh, completely and renovate them, um, you know, at our cost. And then from there, we just started to, uh, alert. Businesses, you know, we have dozens and dozens of partners. So we started to let them know, you know, your law firms and your banks and, hey, where's a new option on game day for Lambeau Field. And then that ended up circulating again through through networking, through contacts. A close friend of mine here, I was just telling about it too, and it just so happened that one of the owners, not Daniel Snyder, but another owner of the Washington Redskins frequented his restaurant, said, we're playing a game in Lambeau Field this year. My buddy who owns the restaurant said, oh, my buddy has a, a cool hospitality thing going Done. up there. Next thing you know, two hundred and fifteen Redskins suite holders and premium sponsors are in our houses in the backyard. Video and pictures from that ends up being able to use for our sales team. We've now had ten visiting teams uh, Use wow. the homes. The Jones family um, of the of the Cowboys rents them out for themselves when mm-hmm. they, when when the Cowboys are in town to play the Packers, and um, you know, and it's the things just gone. And that's a very organic story of just, hey, let's take a chance. We'll knock on the door. Hey, let's be compelling. We don't our pitch. the yeah. dots there. Then yeah. there's no opportunity. Yeah. So it's so you know, and th- that's just you know one of those you know really neat neat things that uh, we're proud to offer. And the whole point on that started about hospitality and experiential marketing. You know, now the businesses, they have the yard and we have heated lamps and we have Packard Legends. And then ultimately ESPN sees this thing and says, you know, they, they did Mike and Mike there when there right. was Mike and Mike last year. And uh, ESPN Monday Night Countdown was filmed there. And when we invited, we then invited about 200 of our advertising partners to watch Countdown and have, you know, Randy Moss and, you know, Charles Woodson, you know, be able to touch and feel those guys was awesome.
0: And that, in that instance, you're not taking advantage of the opportunity, you're creating.
2: Yeah you're actually yeah, which creating a learning. learning which which
0: is rule number for, 8 in the book you know,
1: learn to earn
2: you know, Another,
0: what,
1: what are your what are your clients asking for what's new what can i learn from the feedback i get that i can deliver more Because it is a new game. It is all about creating memories, and people want things that they can't traditionally buy. Two tickets to the game has
2: no value at all in it. But just learning in general, I saw a great TED talk that uh, um, someone on our team identified, and uh, we played for our team. And and it was about like 10 things to do to have better conversations. And one of them was just like learn something new. And I've been thinking about that. um, You know, we're in sales, and we meet dozens of, tons of different genres of business. I don't know everything that goes on in their business. How would I, how could I go and see them? And I could do all the research I I, I can, but until you're talking to someone who's in that business, that field, what are the hot button issues? What's keeping you up at night? You know, what are the biggest things that you need to accomplish in the next three months? It's all the same sort sort of question, but you learn... You know, so much for that. And that's, as a salesperson, I think, where you differentiate yourself because that goes back to, you know, partner. You know, you're caring. You're not just thinking about, you know, making the sale. We've all seen those people that are just out to make the sale. And there's some really good people at that. Right. But they don't last, they don't have the long term sustainability versus, um, you know, uh, showing that you care. Especially they're not, they're not creating relationships,
0: now, yeah. right? Because they're, they're not creating relationships. Is that the primary reason why?
2: It's not, it's not just relationships because relationships could be like, hey, we become friends. It's more than that. It's it's because because let's just say you go in a downturn in the economy. You know, you have some great friends, right? But if they don't believe in the value that you or your product can provide, you're on the cutting room floor. So I'm big on the 50-50 principle. I want 50, you know, it starts with the relationship, but they also have to value your product. Now, when I say it starts with your relationship, it means that Steve and Steve's, you know, the best at this, can go to an Steve could change careers, do something completely different, and he could get those same. You know, create, Steve could go from selling media to uh, selling copiers, and he could literally get that group to engage because that's Steve. Steve takes care of me. He's honest. I can trust him. He listens, et cetera. But you also have to create, you know, uh, convey the product value. There's a million options in media, there's a million options in copier. What's your, you know, what's the difference and why is that going to, you know, why is that going to be good for my business?
1: That's a really cool takeaway because the reality is people buy people right. first. Right. And then they have to believe that what you're offering provides value right. and will solve a solution and do all of those things. So, yeah, you it's know, more
2: people, but that, I always use yeah. that example in, a, right. in an economic downturn, who's left standing, right? They still got to believe that what you're the combination of who they trust and what they do. Um, they're going to get the best value. So here's a really
1: cool thing that I take away from what you just said is that because we're involved in so many different businesses, our clients range, I learn so much from each of them that I can then go cross – inform other clients and say, Hey, listen, you know, you're in the air conditioning business, but these guys over here are doing this and maybe you yep. can try that. And so all of a sudden it becomes you're the, you've learned and now you're earning more because you can provide what you've learned to, to other people. So, yep. you know, the, one of the 10 things you said, and for me, it's always about these aha moments. Mm-hmm. One of our guests was Warren Struhl. Yep. You know, Warren taught me that, Hey, Every day, have an aha moment. Put your head on the pillow and know that you learned something that makes you better and gives you more to offer the world. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you recognize this stuff, and that happens every day. And it's
0: not just recognize those aha moments. It's, it's looking for. Should you actively be searching under learn to earn? I need an aha moment or two today.
1: I, I, if you're aware, there's so much happening in the world. There's so much innovation. There's so much stuff around that if you just pay attention, and just me sitting here with Steve – because I'm open to learning. I want to, you know, he has this you know, new take. You have the five P's or the uh, Mr. P is delivering uh, P suits.
2: <laughs> seven P's. Seven P's. We got a yeah. minute.
0: We got a minute for your seven P's. It
2: is a podcast. Wait, you up against a break? <laughs> We keep it to no, thirty yeah, minutes. That's thirty minutes.
0: Okay. We have okay. two minutes for the seven P's. <laughs> by all means, share, created share.
2: a monster with you two. Share the brilliance. <laughs> that's please. fine though. We would actually like the studio back. Um, we hit on that. We hit on preparing in advance. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's the first thing. Then prospect. Just use your time wisely. You know. Um, you're somewhere. You know, something's a dud. Move on. You know, right. like no. Th- by the way, they may think you're a dud too. Right. You know. Th- mm-hmm. you, uh, practice now. Practice. I put sort of in advance. Like if you're if you're presenting who you are or you're pitching like know you know what the hell you're talking about you have a mirror at home and it's free and you're allowed to look in it and it will give you the best true raw feedback of if you know what you're talking about or or if you're not yeah. um promote now promote means not everything has to be a sale it's just like Talk about what you what you have, what you offer. You don't have to sell it to people. Right. Just by talking about it and planting the seed for when they might need that product or service, or when they might need you awesome. to be more valuable than the other. Doesn't
0: have to be a sell. Shouldn't be a sell.
2: Um, present is just how you present yourself. Strong eye contact, good handshake. You know, look the part, you know, don't be ragtag if that, you know, if that's what, if that's not what the, um, you know, if that's not what the medium calls for, you know, be proper. You know, we've seen those people and you're kind of like, yeah, there's just something weird or off about that. But why, why leave anything else to chance, you know, be appropriate for what your setting is. Mm. Um, I put P for pair up. You know, especially young salespeople or, or, or people that are less comfortable in those areas pair up. You know, sometimes going with somebody else, the rule is you can't go sit in the corner, you know, with each other. But if you're more comfortable going up and engaging with someone, if you have someone else with you, sometimes, you know, four legs, you know, beats two. Mm. Uh pursue. That's just uh, stay in touch. Be the first to send a thank you note. Be the, you know, friend, like, you know, do the thing that you just can't meet somebody and think, you know, I'm sure that guy, when he needs new uh, benefits, is going to call me because we met, we had a great conversation for four minutes at the chamber breakfast, you know, three months ago. (laughs) Stay, pursue, let them know that you value their time. People want to see people that are following up with them as well. It's a great way to make a first impression or a second impression after that good First impression, and then, then mm. you know, I think those kind of cover them all. And awesome. then ultimately, we talk about so. Where you are. Mr.
1: P delivers the seven P's. The seven P He's the president. I love it. Of
0: Good karma brand. Steve Paultiner, thanks for joining us today. It's great to have you. Thanks, Josh. Glad, glad you made it to syndication.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know four. this show's on its way. Appreciate no, the time. Yeah, appreciate, yeah, I just want some you know, of the residuals. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I always say it: if you spend a couple minutes with Steve Paultiner, you feel smarter there's Without not a lot of out.
2: people that that's the case but in his business partner Craig Carmerson you feel smarter and, like we, you got a little course one and see we you know we rip on Josh cuz we love him but he's another one in in the room oh. he do, he doesn't miss he doesn't miss he's there he's early he talks to everybody he's got great eye contact um maybe the clothes actually you know that might be <laughs> but the both one. of you guys
1: <laughs> you provide value so providing value is such a key yeah. to you know being present, it and is, and delivering. So, it's all awesome. right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks oh, for having pleasure. me. Yeah.
0: No Thanks worries. again, Steve. Paul senior. Uh Noodleberg, back to you. We don't say how you doing. You tell people that's a wasted uh, formality. That's nonsense. You ask people to tell you something good, and every week, and all these podcasts, we ask you to tell them, and to tell me, and to tell
1: us something good. What do you got this week? So, tell me something good. I got uh, somebody reached out to me um, on LinkedIn, which is you know obviously the medium of choice, and in that reach out. I didn't know them, so I reached back out to them and said, Hey, thanks for connecting, but you know, who, who are you? Mm-hmm. And this guy told me a story about he's been following the podcast. He's been following all of the, my writings. He just took a, a relationship-driven job with Wells Fargo, moved him and his family to uh, South Carolina, and he basically told me the impact that I've had on him wow, and his great. family life and said to me, if I ever have 15 minutes for a cup of coffee... In Charleston, he would love to buy me a cup of coffee. And wouldn't you know I'm going to be in Charleston on on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And you will see this on all of my social media. This young gentleman and I are going to get together. And I get chills thinking about the power of what we're doing here, the impact we can have on people. And that is really, really good. That's,
0: that's one of the great. tenets of the book. That's, that's great the idea. Story, man. Confessions, really about that. real, yeah. Confessions of a serial salesman, and again, that's spoken of in the book. The twenty seven rules for influencers and leaders that will change your life and business. Our thanks to Steve Polcina for joining us today. Uh, this was pretty. We should do it again sometime. Let's do another ten pack. All oh, right, let's do another ten pack. That's a deal. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. For Steve Noodleberg, Josh Cohen, saying thanks for listening, and we'll catch you the next time on the Confessions of a Serial Salesman, the podcast.